podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for the Bosco's Boys live show. We were uh, without a live show last week, and I missed you guys. I hope you guys missed the live show as well. We should have a fun evening planned where we are going to kind of put a little bit of a bow on the regular season. We're going to talk some Big 12 tournament. We're going to get everyone's prediction for some seedings. If we have enough time, if we have enough time, we'll even get everyone's, uh, you know, number one spring football story or topic, position battle, whatever, uh, that you guys will be watching and waiting for. Uh, before we get into it, though, you know them, you love them. Manhattan Brewing Company. They've been taking care of us. We're coming up soon. Uh, here in a couple months, we will hit our one-year anniversary working with Manhattan Brewing Company. Not only do they have the best beer in the entire state of Kansas, they're doing some really fun collaboration projects with different folks from all across the Manhattan area, whether it be Varsity Donuts, whether it be Rockabelly Deli, whether it be who, nope, you guys thought I was going to tell you. No, you just got to keep your eyes peeled at Manhattan Brew Co. on Twitter. Just keep an eye on them, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I'm sure they're going to have a lot of fun announcements coming up here in the next few weeks. All right, well, it's halftime of the first game of the Big 12 tournament. K-State will be in action tomorrow, or actually, if you're listening to this on release night, tonight at 8.30, so if you can get down to the Sprint Center, um, we'll be playing TCU. The undercard for that game will be Texas versus, I'm guessing, Oklahoma State. That game will not go quite yet. I think it's going to be an entertaining tournament. I always enjoy the Big 12 tournament right downtown in Kansas City. And uh, I'll tell you this, folks, everything I've heard from the men's basketball program, talking to some folks in the athletic department, talking to some folks uh, with the basketball team inside those locker rooms, uh, this team wants to win the Big 12 tournament. I I know that some fans, some athletic departments, some Basketball programs, maybe look at conference tournaments as, ah, you know, it is what it is. Everything that you're hearing coming out of that locker room, these guys, they want to win three games, three days, cut down some nets, bring some hardware back to Manhattan before the big dance gets going. So I think, I hope we're going to have some big time games. But before we get there, the regular season has wrapped up. Um, I talked about it on Monday. I want you guys to have your say. I want you guys to put a bow on this regular season. Uh, 50 words or less. That's a lot of words, actually. So I I don't think anyone's going to have an issue. But just kind of give me your final thoughts of this regular season, this improbable regular season. I think Grant Flanders at K-State Online is really the only guy who even came close to predicting what this season could be. Uh, two first-team all-conference players, Coach Tang, conference uh, coach of the year. Both Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson are going to be All-Americans. Uh, it's going to be like the first time uh, – well, shout-out to Jimmy. I, I wish I would have remembered. It's going to be the first time in a long time that we have two guys on the roster make All-American teams. Uh, just a crazy regular season. I'm going to start with our guy Coley Dub down in Texas uh, to get us started. Cole, just walk me through it. Just give me 50 words or less, five zero words or less, your thoughts Ugh. on this regular season. 
before I speak, are you counting said words? No, no, I'm not. It's kind of like a joke. It's a joke because like there's sometimes on some of these podcasts, some of these sports talk radios, it's like, all right, in three words or less, describe K-State basketball. And then they'll say uh, tenacious uh, defense and hoops. And then they go on to like explain why they chose those three words. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh, but this is why I chose these three words. Actually, you just wrote me a thesis paper instead of giving me three words. (laughs) So I was trying to be funny. So, so you're, you're up for it. Let's, let's... I mean, just, uh, I remember when we had our pre pre Bosco boys live show before the season even started, I remember telling everyone or at least stating like, you know, guys, I love the team. I love the roster, but like, there's going to be up and downs. So, like, when those slumps happen, I just hope. I remember saying, like, when those slumps or when shit hits the fan, like, just stick with it. Don't freak out. And uh, there was a very few instances of that happening this season. Like, yeah, after the Texas Tech. Oklahoma thing, yeah. Like, that's when shit really hit the fan. As I feel like as far as a whole K-State fan base goes, it was disappointing. But, I mean, looking back now, K-State's third in the Big 12, as, you know, the elite Grant Flando, Grant Flanders called it on KSO. No free shout-outs called it. You know, he freaking crushed that call because, like, I feel like, 95% of Kansas State fan base was like, dude, you're fucking insane, right? So it's been a great season. I mean, it's been awesome. I love it. I love the trajectory of this program. It's it's fun to care about basketball again, like truly care if we win or lose. It's a joyous, fun time when K-State wins and when they lose now, it's like, shit, that kind of hurts a little bit, but – I'm looking forward to the Big 12 tournament. I'm looking forward to March Madness. It, it kind of extends the whole offseason. It kind of extends all the fun that comes with an offseason off of Big 12 championship a little longer. So it's been great, man. It's been awesome. It's been fun. It's been memorable. Highlight plays for days. And the uh, drum tank is the real deal. Freaking big conference coach of the year. Like, it, it's been there we go. Let's go next to the coffee fiend, Nick. Nick, just uh, let me know what's your review of this regular season. Uh, mainly two words: exceeded expectations. I think this team proved everyone wrong, even <coughs> some K State fans. And I truly believe that this was probably one of the top five teams of K State history. Uh, it was fun to watch. I'd always try. Did you just make... say this is one of the top five teams of K State history? I sure did. I'll make that. I'll make that take. Okay. We can, well, you can you can scratch your head all you want. This is one of my <laughs> top five teams in K State. history. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's fine. You can have your own opinion. Like, we need to see what happens in postseason play. Of course, if they were to, you know, go to the Final Four or something, okay, I'll I'll, I'll take that. But uh, when when I think we have uh, upwards over twenty conference championship teams like you know 16 uh elite 18 something like that i mean it sure could happen they go to the final four okay uh but i think that's a bold take as we're sitting here finishing third in the conference but that's fine you know we'll we'll see what happens over the next don't don't shit on me scott come on now i'm not shit i i said as long as you're phrasing it as your favorites instead of saying it is Okay, that's fine. You can say that. You can say that. But uh, I, I, I'd have to step in if you were trying to declare this is one of the five best teams in K-State basketball. Not yet. Not yet. Just like I hope said. it happens. Just like Joel said in the chat, not yet. Um, I, I hope. Yes. Uh, no, just it, they exceeded expectations. I know, like Cole said in the beginning of the season, um, and we were flirting with, I think I said we were going to flirt with making the NCAA tournament or make the NCAA tournament, but I didn't think we would be a uh, top three, top four seed in the tournament. So it's been fun to watch. I tweeted it out the other day about uh, I wish we had more seasons with this team. Um, so let's let's finish on the high note and get March roll. There we go. Let's go next. to Let's go to Big House Greg. 
the man who uh, made some pretty uh, big-time streaming decisions happen for K-State basketball this regular season. Greg, just kind of give me your overall review of the basketball regular season. Uh, this regular season is definitely probably the most fun one that we've had since the Big 12 uh, title season in 18 uh, and 19. I just – this team's a lot of fun to watch. It is frustrating at times um, with the turnovers and those sorts of things, but that's what you get for playing high-tempo basketball. Um, and I think a lot of K-State fans aren't used to seeing high-tempo basketball. Like, you know – with uh, Bruce Weber poking prod over the last few years, he was just kind of taking lanes when they would open up. And Yeah, so I, I think last year we were one of – I think we were like the slowest Big 12 team uh, when you go uh, possessions per game. And this year I believe we are the fastest. So it, it is wild to see that. Yeah. Yeah, so that, you know, going from 0 to 100 really quick um, and people actually seeing, oh, these are like – what college kids are kind of able to do nowadays, like is insane. And I, it's been really fun to see that transition, um, especially because I think Tang's going to keep doing that moving forward. Um, I also think that uh, where we're at bracketology wise is a really good spot. Like it's arguably one of the better spots that K-State's been in in a while. Um, but uh, we were picked to be 10th, you know, like that's, <laughs> that was the floor and it's crazy being able to be like wow we finished third in regular season and now we're we're not playing on the dreaded Wednesday like we have in the last few years um you know everybody hates Wednesday games even though session tickets are pretty cheap but um Zach and I are planning on going tomorrow night to the 8:30 game so we'll be there but uh to cheer on the cats but I think they, like you said earlier, I think they can win the Big 12 tournament. I know everybody shits on winning the Big 12 tournament and everything, but it's. I think it'll help with our seeding implications, maybe get a two seed. We're going to get to predictions yeah. here in a second. Keep it all regular season. Don't, don't hesitate the fact that uh, these Iowa State fans love the Big hey, 12. Folks, folks, we're going <laughs> to stop. Stop. We are going to talk Big 12 tournaments predictions later i know we didn't have a show last week but i gotta keep some order and composure here greg anything else regular season wise uh no naquan tomlin looks like a baby deer whenever he dribbles up around the arc but other than that no i don't have anything (laughs) i love it okay let's go uh since you mentioned zach uh I'll, i'll go to zach next zach put a bow on uh the regular season if i hear you start talking Big 12 tournament predictions or anything postseason, I'm going to ban you from the show for. That's a lot of pressure. Um, you said you put a bow on the regular season, right? Yep. Just, it, just review the regular season. Just kind of get any, uh, hand out any roses, throw any tomatoes uh, that you'd like to just kind of recap and put a bow on uh, this way better regular season than I think anyone and how do I sign, by the way? All right. I mean, you're 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 quieter than everyone else, but louder than you sometimes are. I'll take it. Um, put a bow on the regular season. Um, it's a great season. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say other than, like, we blew out expectations. Um, <clears throat> I, I thought that there was the potential for this team to be. I, I never said it because I didn't want to get roasted, but I always thought there was a possibility this could happen. Just kind of deep down, I was like, you know, with Keontae Johnson, if he plays like he's supposed to, we, we could do this what we had this season. And we did, and it's a pleasant surprise. And, you know, it was the, the most fun I've had watching K-State basketball in a long time. I mean, I'm biased because maybe Greg is too, but, you know, we were at school when we won the Big 12 title. And so that was extra fun. But other than that, it's easily the most fun I've had watching K-State basketball since the Elite Eight run in 2010. So it's it's been a great year. Yeah, and I want to give you a little credit. You were one of the people who 
when Tang took over and when this team was developing like roster wise, when people were looking at rosters, I want to give you credit because you're maybe the only person I saw, whether it was on Twitter or message boards that pointed out Marquise Noel last year played at an equivalent level as some of these dudes who were showing up on third team all American lists. And I don't know if you full on predicted he would be an all American contender or not. Um, but you, you pointed out that, Hey, he can play at that level. And I think you're the first one to point that out. Uh, and that was back, I think maybe last April or May. So I want to give you a little bit of credit. Let's go next. We'll go from one bromance between Greg and Zach. We'll first go to Colorado Colt, and then we will go to Joel. So we'll start out in the Rocky Mountains. Uh, Who knows? uh, This time in April, maybe a month or two from now, that will be Big 12 territory again. But, Cole, how would you just kind of put uh, a bow on and just kind of wrap up the regular season this year? Yeah, I'll put a quick bow on this one. Um, First of all, it was a fun year. Lots of storylines to follow. We got a lot of media attention. Um, and we could check the tape, but I think I was one of the few people that predicted us to be a single-digit seed, which seemed probably pretty bullish at the time. I remember that prediction from you, the, the basketball uh, prediction episode. So, yes, you deserve some credit for that as well. I appreciate you for remembering that, Scott. Um, But, yeah, obviously, you know, we're probably looking at a three seed. I'd say probably like 80% chance if I had to quantify it, we're going to be a three seed, in my opinion. Um, So, yeah, no one can really be too picky about it. Uh, It was was a fun team to follow. You know, obviously got a great story in Keontae Johnson, you know, probably the best story in college basketball this year. so it was awesome to see that, uh, you know, love from the national media be at our team. Um, but really, you know, all I can think, especially on the day that it is, you know, exactly a year ago today, where were we sitting? You know, we probably weren't thinking uh, there was a world of possibility where we would hire Jerome Tang and he would come in and be successful right away and take us to a three seed. Um so, yeah, obviously, can't be too picky about anything. It's, you love to see the immediate success that Jerome Day was talking about. Um, obviously, he deserved Coach of the Year. And um, I do think it is kind of unfortunate the way that college basketball works. I think the narrative of this season is truly going to have a lot of weight on the postseason. But hopefully, we'll have something to hang our hat. Yeah, I I was talking about this on Monday, and it it is wild. I think maybe college basketball more than any other uh, sport, maybe just the do-or-die nature of the NFL, uh, but it's the NFL or college basketball that really everything comes down to what you do in the postseason. And, uh, you know, to what you said, if an early upset happens – uh, with Jerome Tang, I'm, I'm definitely not rooting for that at all. I don't want to see that happen, but I think it might kind of paint an unfair picture uh, when the story of this season is told. Uh, but let, let's just go to the second weekend, not have to worry about that. Uh, we'll go to Joel next. Joel, welcome back, my friend. Uh, walk me through it. Just give me all your emotions and put a bow on the regular season. Yeah, good to be back. Uh, apologize for my leave of absence. Um, I'll try to be a little bit better making these. Um, hey, no, no need to apologize, my friend. I, I'm, I'm always happy when any boneheads come and join us. Uh, and don't tell anyone else who's listening. You're just one of my favorites, so I'm, I'm glad you're back. But no need to apologize. Oh, you're, you're too kind. Um, but yeah, I got, I got one word for you, and that's roller coaster. Um, but let me explain to you what I mean by that word, okay? I mean, we start this season off, you got the chemistry issues, everything's a little shaky. We go down to the Bahamas or wherever we were, the Caymans, we win that tournament. I'm like, all right, what's going on here? And then, I mean, the Butler game kind of humbles us. And then we almost get blown out in our first Big 12 game, come back in overtime on New Year's Eve win. 
the KU game, I mean, yeah, it, it's ups and downs, and it was so fun. And you know what? I'll, I'll give you a second word for free, and especially because I'm stealing it for, from Cole, and that's love. I mean, this season brought to me, like personally, my love for college basketball back. It has been so fun. I've been glued to the TV. I mean, seeing our fan base and the love being brought back into Bramlage needs some update. Bramlage needs a little bit of love. But, yeah, this, this season has been incredible, an incredible ride, uh, one for the storybooks. And I'm glad. We will go next to Jeff, and then we'll finish up with Will. Jeff, just kind of give me the final notes, the final words about what has been uh, truly an unexpected surprise of a great regular season. Yeah, it was a great season. Uh, totally unexpected. I don't, I don't remember if I was on the preseason college basketball show with you, but if you'd have asked me if we we're going to make the tournament, I probably would have said no. So, And here we are wringing our hands if we're going to be a two or three seed. So this is incredible. Um, it's perfect hire, amazing hire, the hire of the century for basketball. Um, I've enjoyed all the uh, trips I've made to Manhattan for the games. I'm, I usually don't go to many of the non-conference games because they always are crappy opponents, but I'm kind of mad I didn't so I could appreciate the team more. But um, just a great season. I'm hoping for great things this postseason and looking forward to the future. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you. I think I was predicting, you know, bubble. I, I, I don't think I definitively said we we're going to 100% be in until maybe Keontae Johnson came on board. I, I have this Texas Tech-West Virginia game on uh, in the background, and I see West Virginia at that 18-3, and 7-11, and 11, kind of, you know, probably in the tournament but needing one more game to feel safe. And that's really where I thought, hey – that's where I want K-State to be. Give us a shot in Kansas City, and it truly is amazing. Like you said, uh, are, can we get a two-seed? Or, hey, it's a three-seed, but, hey, we want a good location for our fans to go to. It truly is amazing. Uh, we're going to end with my guy, Will. Uh, Will, my friend, uh, just kind of you're the last one. Uh, we will not talk about the regular season ever again. We're going to throw it away forever after your comments, so make it good. Well, I think uh, one thing I'll say is this was not a throwaway regular season, unlike uh, how some others have felt recently. So that's a big improvement. It was just a lot of fun, and that's what you want as a fan from these um, regular seasons is just, you know, enjoying the games and watching the storylines unfold. And I think uh, the storyline I'm looking forward to is that really the, the Big 12 and the country has been put on notice. You know, we're picked last. We get third, but we have looked really dominating. And, um, you know, at night if you drive by and you look up at Mount Oriad at the tower there, there's a lantern hanging because the Wildcats are coming. Hey, I like that one right there. I like it a lot. Okay, so now it is time to do uh, postseason. Before we get into any wet and wild and crazy Big 12 uh, tournament predictions, uh, let's just stick to the one game up at hand. Personally, the one team I did not want to see in the opening round, we have the TCU Horn Frogs seemingly almost every single year, uh, more times than not since TCU has joined the Big 12. We have played the Horn Frogs in the Big 12 tournament. Uh, I, I know, uh, I mean, heck, it, it, like I said, seemingly happens every year. Um, you know, it was the last game before the world shut down with COVID. It was the first game I went to post-COVID. It it was the bookends of COVID for me. My final game and my first game, seeing K-State play TCU in the now T-Mobile Center. Uh, I want to hear your guys' predictions. You can give me a score. You can kind of give me keys or what you're looking for. But ultimately, I want to hear you tell me if we are going to get past those horny, horny toads we're going to start with Nick. Nick, are we going to get it done? Yes. I mean, the last – I'm trying to remember how many – the last few times we played TCU in the opening round. And obviously, like, uh, what was it, last year or the year before, it was a dub, so we keep – It was not last year. I, I believe the final game was versus West Virginia, and then Bruce uh, was gone. RIP. 
Um, let's go next to Greg. Greg, you're going to be there with your guy, Zach. Are you guys going to see a dub? Uh, yeah, I do. I think that, I, I don't know, TCU seemed to be having some issues today with a kid announcing that he wasn't going to be there, which sucks because he's probably one of the better competitors on their team. But apparently Dixon had some issues with him, um, so which is good on him to recognize that he needed to leave. So, But I don't know. I think it'll be a really good game uh, regardless. But Dixon is uh, it's kind of a wild card when it comes to coaching against the Cats. So I think it should be a good game, and I think we should. All right, let's go down to Zach next. Zach, uh, you're going to be there. You're going to be with the hero of Longhorn Network and the Grand Caymans, Greg. Uh, are you two going to leave T-Mobile Center happy cat? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, TCU, I was really surprised to see they started out at, what, minus two and a half? Um, yep, o- opened up at two and a half. So, with Lampkin gone, regardless, I would say, yeah, we're going to win. Um, with Lampkin gone and alleged, and I must stress alleged, possible racial abuse from Jamie Dixon uh, being thrown out there, that's that's going to be a distraction to their team. I don't think they're going to be focused at all. I think we could blow them out. Yes, I, I think it is. I think we probably need to make sure we, we stress alleged there. You know, if Pat McAfee can go uh, get hit with a defamation lawsuit from Brett Favre, I don't want to end up on Jamie Dixon's, uh, you know, shit list. So we'll make sure to say alleged there. Uh, let's go next to Coley Dub down in Texas. Coley Dub. Uh, are you going to try to seek out and fight any TCU fans tomorrow? And do we get the? I don't know if I'll personally like seek out to fight TCU fans, but I'm definitely gonna be watching. I'm excited. I uh, I think we're gonna win. I was kind of feeling feeling confident uh, based off some stuff on KSO that I read, but I can't tell you those specifics for one because it's behind a paid paywall. For two, because my memory is shit. Um, but I think you know we if we if we just do what we need to and do, like these teams are so similar TCU and K State as far as like you know a bunch of fast break points. Like if we just don't turn the ball over, we'll be fine. So I think I think the team realizes how important this game is, especially to Coach Tang, because it seems like Coach Tang and the team really want to make a run in the big 12 tournament. So I think they have their stuff together. They're going to bounce back and uh, yeah, I think we're going to come out, come out. With- All right. We will go to Colorado Cole and then back to Joel uh, Cole. Well, we're going back to back with the Coles. Uh, are we going to get it done versus TCU uh, 730 mountain time? Yes, sir. I think we're going to get it done. Uh, I mean, I think you said it here at the top of the show, but, I mean, Tang and, and his staff and these guys, they want to win this thing, and I'm all on board for it. Um, you know, hopefully 15 or 20 years down the road when we're looking back on the Tang era, you know, we can look at, at this season and, and see that we won the conference tournament in Tang's first year. I think it'd be a great accolade, and – it would give us some hardware to bring home, and it's something that, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a trophy that we don't currently have in our trophy case. So I want to win it, and I think they're going to. Correct. We, we have a handful of big eight holiday tournament championships. Don't know if there were trophies for that or if they existed where it is. We had two big eight uh, tournament championships, the most recent being in 1980, but we have never – brought home the Phillips 66 gas canister back to Manhattan. Uh, so I'd like to do it. I- I'm right there with you. Uh, we'll go Joel and then Jeff. Yeah, uh, before today's events transpired, I was kind of on the fence. Um, I thought it'd be a close game, and we'd probably edge them out because maybe, just maybe, and I know you hate this, the crowd would have given them something. Um 
but yeah, after today, I, I think uh, we handled business. Um, and yeah, I think we could go all the way. And I mean, I feel horrible for TCU. Lampkin is a stinking matchup nightmare for anybody except for like that dude from Purdue or Oscar Shigwe. So yeah, I, I, I think we. Yeah, and just for the reference, I think something was said on K-State Online, and I I made a comment saying I don't know if there will be enough K-State fans in T-Mobile Center tomorrow night or tonight as you guys are listening to make a sizable impact on the game, home court advantage type stuff. But for anyone who is who is like saying, oh, come on, Scott, uh, I have a record, especially this year, this sports season, uh, being wrong about just about everything uh, when it comes to crowd stuff outside of them, uh, you know, moving some of the folks out of GA and giving some seats back to students. I was right about that. Uh, but, hey, that's not that, – that was not the uh, normal thing for me this year. Uh, K-State fans have proven me wrong time and time again. And uh, who knows, maybe tomorrow night it will feel like Bramlage and it will be another L that I have to wear around my fat neck. Uh, so we'll go to Jeff and then we'll end with Will and then we're going to get wet and wild with our Big 12 prediction. I think we get the, the win tomorrow. I think it's going to be a close game. They usually are in the tournament with TCU. So I think we get to that under four timeout in the second half and – and we kind of take it from there and and uh, get the dub. Hey, sign me up because that's how it. That's really how it went back in Bramlage. It was a you know tight game there for a little bit, and then we ran away with it. Basically, that final five six minutes. So sign me up for something like that again. Uh, we'll go to Will next, and then uh, folks, be thinking in your head about your Big Twelve tournament predictions. Uh, but Will. Just K-State versus the Horn Frogs tomorrow. What do you got? Yeah, I'll be doing my best to uh, do a make a sizable difference and prove you wrong watching TCU for the second time this season. But um, it's really hard to pick against loaded tots, but I'm going with the bacon wrap corn dog um, with the dysfunction that they've got going on right now. And I think just how we match up. Every game's tough, but I think we got this one at least. Yes, I, I, I will be interested. I, I, I'm As long as I can log off work at a good time, I'm going to try to get down there. And I'll, and I'll be interested to see what those, uh, you know, Big 12 concession items look like. They showed it on TV like three minutes ago. Fran Fraschilla had some. Uh, I think he had the uh, pepperoni rolls for West Virginia and then the Texas Tech barbecue burger or whatever did not look very good. I got to be honest. It did not look very good. Uh, but yeah, Mr. Trollsby posted a picture of the hot dog. I don't know if it was him or someone else. And it kind of just looked like a weird hot dog with a bunch of jam on it. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, whatever. Uh, you know, younger, cooler, hipper. And if that includes just some wild food, then that's fine by me. But let's get into our Big 12 tournament predictions. Some of you were trying to get a little wild early on. Now's your time. You can get, if you go back to the football predictions, the super specific predictions, you guys can get wild and creative with those. Uh, But ultimately, I want to hear from you. Who is your pick to win the Big 12 tournament? Uh, How far does K-State get? And then any other wildness that you want to throw out there so it's kind of a three-pronged uh you know prediction segment uh but here here's the time i'm not gonna i'm not gonna yell at anyone probably no promises but probably won't yell at anyone uh let's start with the coffee fiend nick nick who wins it how far does k-state go and any other wild predictions well uh i'll answer your first question it's going to be the championship game is going to be KU versus K-State, and we will get our first Big 12 tournament championship. And then wackiest things, I don't – I'm not quite sure. I mean, you're going to go eat one of those Wabash cannonballs and fall in love with it. I, I probably won't, but, hey, I'll, I'll let you know if I do. Um, <laughs> let's go to – Let's go to Greg next. Greg, uh, 
who wins it? How far does K State go? And any anything wild and crazy? Uh, I think K State has uh, the toughest road to get to the championship uh, game. I think they're going to end up probably playing Texas in the semis after we beat TCU tomorrow, and then I'm going to say Iowa State in the championship game. But K State's going to pull it off um, to win the, as you said, the gas can. Um, that's really my wild prediction is that I think Iowa State's going to end up bouncing KU, but we'll see how it goes. And I believe Mason Voth is doing a hot dog, uh, a hot dog, uh, review on Twitter tomorrow. So should be. I love it. I, I think Mason, I, I, I think I heard him say, on the email online uh, podcast that he was going to try a handful of uh, different of these items uh, because his, one of his claims to fame is reviewing uh, stadium food. So shout out to Mason. I'm a big Mason, both fan. So uh, check him out on Twitter. Let's go to Zach next. Um, Zach, uh, who wins it? How far does K-State go? And then any wild and wacky predictions? <clears throat> Um, I'm going to stick with my theme of being the anti-sunshine pumper for some reason on here. Um, I'm going to go with, man, I had all that time to think about it. I can't even, I think I'm going to go with Texas. Um, I think we're going to get, we're going to lose an extremely, uh, and I mean excruciating game to Texas in the semis, like, Marcus Carr hits some sort of step back three at the buzzer, some shit like that. And then they go on to beat KU who has an extremely easy road to get there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, hell, I, I actually think West Virginia tomorrow might be their uh, toughest game uh, in the route to the uh, championship game. So I agree with you there. Um, and honestly, I think Texas might be my pick to win it, but Hey, whatever. Uh, we'll go to Coley Dub next. Coley Dub, let's hear it. You, you got yours. Perfect timing. Um, so, I think um, what's going to happen is Cats are going to feel good. They're going to get to the championship. However, they're going to meet the Baylor Bears for the third time this season in the championship round. And, you know, what they say is uh, it's hard to beat a team three times in a season no matter what sport you're playing. Um, so I think Baylor's going to kick us kick us out in the championship round on Saturday, I believe. Um, so that's my prediction for how – so I think Baylor's going to win the Big 12 championship. Um, big, okay, Big 12 tournament championship, I should say. Let's be specific. And uh, the only other thing i got to say is uh, – I love the idea of what the Big 12 was throwing out there with this whole food team-by-team theme type thing. But, man, when I saw the pics of everything, like, maybe it's just K-State, but, like, K-State got the shaft on all of that. Uh, But, honestly, altogether, like, a lot of the foods didn't literally look that great. As a guy who's been in Austin, Texas for a while, there are some really great brisket, macaroni, and cheese type combos. So it just sucks. Like, hey, you got that one. So one of y'all is going to have to let me know in attendance how the uh, – I don't even know what it's called, but it's like they got like brisket mac and cheese. Try that out. Let me know how it is because that was probably like my top-tier pick as far as what I would eat out of it. I think it was buffalo mac and cheese. Oh, uh, like like buffalo wing type mac and buffalo cheese? Buffalo chicken, shit. yeah. Oh, kid, that sounds fucking disgusting. I thought it was like brisket. Now, now fuck it. It all looks terrible. <laughs> All right, let's go to Colorado Cole and then Joel uh, Cole. Uh, yeah, I like us to make a run in this thing. Um, you know, like I kind of said earlier, it seems like these guys are, they want to win it. You know, they're not here to just mess around for a few days and, you know, get their little three seed and go off to wherever. Um uh, so I think we'll make a run for the championship and, um, I think we'll be, I think we'll beat KU in the championship. 
Man, it, that would that would probably make for uh, maybe the most interesting uh, atmosphere that T-Mobile has ever had. Uh, again, we've played KU, I believe, twice in the Big 12 championship. Um, but if K-State were to win that one, I, I think it would be a night to remember. So I like your prediction. Uh, let's go to Joel next. Yeah, so I'm going to combine mine together. So I'm going to say, and I'm either going to sound so smart or so dumb tomorrow, OU wins the dang thing and gets into the NCAA tournament. Woo! I mean, that would be wild. Um, yeah, that, it, and it also could be completely wrong before this even gets published. Um, but, hey, that would be wild. That would be wild. Um, and the Big 12 would get eight, maybe nine teams in if that was the case. Uh, so that would be – that'd be nuts. That would be nuts. I'd almost be on board with this if Texas Tech and Oklahoma State were, like, safely in. If there was a chance to get all ten teams in, I'd be all in on, like, some, you know, just some full-on collusion to get all ten teams in. Uh, but since I don't think uh, since I don't think Texas Tech is going to be in there, I'm not going to root for it. But that would be wild. All right, we'll go with Jeff, and then uh, we'll we'll keep it going. Jeff, what, what's your what are all your predictions for the Big Twelve tournament? Uh, this is just a really tough tournament to to predict. It's really hard. Um, but I'm going to predict that KU will not make the final. In fact, I really think they might have a tough game tomorrow with West Virginia because. They seem to have been playing really well the last three, four games. So it would not shock me, especially I think they were kind of pissed after the loss in Allen Fieldhouse. I think they gave them a great game tomorrow and it would not surprise me if they went ahead and and beat them. Um, I mean, ah, so, yeah, I expect K-State to play Texas and – I mean, we handled we we should have won. We should have beat them twice. We should have handled them twice. So, for whatever reason, we seem to play them really well. I'll go ahead and put us in the championship game against West Virginia. But they run out of gas because it's their fourth game in fourth days, and we go ahead and cut down the nets. Oh, I'd love that. I would love that. And I, I believe, I I, do, I I believe no Big Twelve team. Well, actually, I know. I know for a fact no Big 12 team has won four games in four days. I don't know if anyone's made it to the championship game yet. Oklahoma so State I, did I would... back in the very beginning. Okay, okay. And then they lost to – was that the one they lost to Iowa State or was oh, that to KU? Oh, boy. It might, it might have been KU. I can't remember. Well, regardless, I'd be all for West Virginia winning three and then we have to just kind of send them on their way. So I, I like that prediction as well. All right, um, that is what we have for Big 12 tournament uh, predictions. Now, uh, you know, it's been a lot of can we get to a two seed? Is it going to be a three? There's some random bracketologists out there who have us as a four seed. Uh, So I'll just ask you guys, go on the record. After this hopeful run in the Big 12 tournament, what is K-State's seed going to be? here in three or four days on Selection Sunday. If you want to throw out a region, uh, you know, south, midwest, west, uh, east, any of that, Uh, if you want to predict Des Moines, Denver, Albany, Orlando, if you want to just predict anything from Selection Sunday, now is the time to get that prediction on the record. We're going to go to Nick the Coffee Fiend. Nick, get your predictions for Selection Sunday. I believe we'll be a either a two seed or a three seed. Pick one. Oh nope. come on! No, pick one. I think we're. I think we're going to be a two seed. All right, two seed in Denver for Nick. I'm writing it down. Let's go to Big House, Greg. Next, Greg, go on the record. Let's. Uh, two seed. And then I'm going to say Des Moines just so we can get the catch. There you go. We'll go to Zach next. Zach, seed, location, any other selections? Uh, um, 
If I have us losing to Texas, then probably three seed, and then no idea where we're playing. Uh, Denver. All right, let's go to let, let's let's go to Coley Dub in Texas, and then we'll go uh, to Colorado Cole. So we'll go back to back Cole. I'm gonna go. I mean, I I don't I don't dive into this stuff as much. Well, I mean, it doesn't. I mean, I I've been trying to dive into it, but I, I keep finding new wrinkles like every single day. So any of my predictions really don't matter. Like I don't know what's going on. Nobody knows what's going on. Did we lose Cole? Can people hear me? Can people lose me? I can hear you. Yeah. I can okay. Hear you. Uh, we lost Cole. Okay. Well, we'll we'll maybe come back to Cole. Uh, Cole, I'll give you one more shot uh, before we move on from this topic. Let's go to Colorado, Cole, who is probably rooting for uh, the Cats in Denver. So what seed and what location are you? Yeah, I'm definitely rooting us for, for us to be in Denver. Um, but I think four seed is definitely out of the picture. Um and I think if we win the conference tournament, I think we'll, we'll uh, end up as a two seed, but in Des Moines. So I'll be a little bittersweet on that one, but I will definitely take a two seed no matter where we I hear you there. We'll go to Joel, then Jeff, and then we'll go back to Cole and see if we can get on. Yeah, uh, I think we'll be a three seed probably, um, and I think we're going to get screwed and end up in freaking Albany because that seems like that's how this always Yeah, I mean, it, things are going to get wild. Um, I mean, because there's even a scenario in which everything could go out the window and Houston could actually end up like in Columbus or something because all the six, or all the one seeds uh, would be congregated and make it impossible for the 16 seed play-in game uh, to be in Birmingham. So it's things are going to get really weird on Selection Sunday. I think especially for the locations for all these different teams, I think this could be a very interesting Selection Sunday, seeing who gets shipped where for those first two games. Uh, we'll go to Jeff, and then we'll give Coley Dub one more. Yeah, I think uh, we're not getting a four seed. I don't. I don't think we're we're moving below three. And it seems like the last few years, the conference tournaments don't seem to move the needle a whole lot for teams. Um, but I will if we do win. If we do win the tournament, I think we can get a two, but it, it's very dependent on what other teams do, like Arizona and Marquette, because I think that's who we're competing for, for maybe that last two seed. Um, if one of those teams were to get knocked off in an early, have a bad loss in their tournament, then I'll, I will go with a two seed, but I'm like 80% sure we're going to be a three. And do you think we end up in Des Moines, Denver, uh, Orlando, we'll one of the Albany? Two. We'll be in Denver or Des Moines, one of those two. There we go. All right, we're going to give Coley Dub one more shot. Coley Dub, do we got you? Coley Dub? Oh, all right. Well, sorry, Cole. You're dead. You're not actually dead, um, but we don't hear you. Uh, let's move on. We're just going to end real quick. Spring football started this week. I had a great show with uh, Drew Galloway of K-State Online that we published on Tuesday. If you haven't listened to it, go give it a listen. So I'll just ask you guys. It can be a possess- or it can be a position battle. It can be a storyline. It can be as broad or exact as you want it to be. But what will be the spring football topic or storyline you are most interested in this spring football period? We'll go to. Uh, I think it's going to be the wide receiver room, seeing what Keegan and um, RJ can do uh, coming in. I know we saw a little bit of RJ last year on uh, Big 12 
championship game, but uh, just wanted to see how he and Keegan gel with Will and how they can produce for what we lost last year with Malik and Cade. So uh, kind of see how that progresses. And then um, on defense, just how are we going to shore up the uh, secondary with as much as losses we had. So that's what I'm. Yep. And Philly Brooks is still back for his super senior season at wide receiver as well. That will be a fun one to watch. Let's go to Big House Greg. Greg, what are you what are you gonna be keying in on this? Uh wide receivers for sure. Um I think that having a good wide receiver group and to kind of see what Colin's got drawn up there. I mean, because like it's a lot of fun seeing those plays drawn up and then seeing that the tight ends can kind of keep up with their production as they did last year, which I have no doubt in my mind that they can. Um, and then defense, like who's, you know, is Khalid Duke going to be able to absorb the workload that Felix kind of leaves behind? So, yeah. Yeah, and I believe this is going to be the fourth or fifth, fourth or fifth wide receiver coach in uh, six years for, uh, you know, Seth Porter and Phillip Brooks. So a lot of, a lot of, different wide receiver coaches for those super senior guys. Let's go to Zach next. Zach, what are you going to be keen in on, my friend? This is about spring ball, right? Um, it's a great question. I haven't really paid a whole lot of mind to football with basketball season. Um, I would probably concur about wide receivers, um, especially Keegan Johnson. See how he's doing. Um, curious to see if there's anything going on behind the scenes with Will Lee, um, just because he's not coming till later. Right. After spring break. Yeah, it, it should be here in a couple weeks. Uh, he should he, he should only miss two uh, practices. It was uh, Tuesday and then Thursday. So that, that had me a little bit concerned, but otherwise, to be honest with you, hadn't paid a whole lot of mind to football spring. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, let's go to Colorado Cole, and then we'll go to Joel. Uh, yeah, Scott, I think you said it first, but I'm pretty intrigued in the uh, backup quarterback battle. I think Jake Rubley is probably the favorite, but it'll be interesting to see – who uh, trots out on the field when we're blowing someone out in those first few. Yeah. I'm already kind of daydreaming of, you know, being up, you know, 45 to six in Columbia, Missouri and Jake Rubley, you know, getting caught flirting with a Missouri trident or something during the game. And then he gets thrown out there and mop up duty and tosses a touchdown to Seth Porter. And then, the ESPN cameras catch him winking at the girl going viral. I, I think I, I can see that happening. Uh, let's go to Joel next. Joel, what are you going to be keying in? Uh, yeah, so some wise dude on Twitter told me to not worry about football yet. So I just kind of been worried about <laughs> <laughs> No, no, that's actually, honestly, that is fair because I, I said that to you. And then I promptly turn around and record an hour long. Uh, podcast episode with Drew, and then I'm asking you to end this show uh, talking about spring uh, football uh, storylines. So that is 100% fair shade, and I love it. So props to you for that. Yeah, that was fire. Uh, but no, I've I've been um, obviously locked in uh, to spring football. I'm, I'm right in line with Cole on the back of quarterbacks. Um, one for me, though, is kind of the D-tackle, nose guard kind of thing that we got. You know me, I'm a big Uso guy, so I want to see some progression there. But then Damian Alalia, like, I mean, is he serviceable or was that a fluke? He's a little undersized, but, hey, I mean, I think that'd be fun. Um, linebackers, I think, um, just seeing how that room shakes out. Um can be a fun one to follow. And then, I mean, my favorite probably is just like 
the massive tree trunks that our quarterback has for legs. I mean, our, our dude is massive now, and he's probably going to win. Yeah, so I'll throw a little bit of uh, Uso uh, whispering out there. So I was able to hang out with a few folks from the K-State football staff before senior night last week. And I was asking them, like, all right, who, who really hit, hit, hit the uh, weight room hard? Who was looking good in winter? And the number one name all three guys brought up was Uso. And I said, well, wasn't he coming off of, like, a little bit of an injury from that Big 12 tournament? Like, what's going on there? They're like, oh, he's fine, and the dude is a beast. So we brought in Banks from Mississippi State, and he's going to play some defensive tackle. But, folks, I think Uso – Maybe a dark horse candidate for some all Big 12 love. So I'm glad you brought up Uso. Uh, let's go to Jeff and then we'll end with Cole. I think I'll just be looking at how um, we adjust our offensive play calling without Deuce Vaughn in the backfield. It'll be interesting if there'll be any new wrinkles. It'll be the same type of stuff we're just good with or, you know, how. I'll call and adjust to that, and and we move on after. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I, I'm the only downside, or the only upsetting thing we heard, from my opinion, from uh, Chris Kleiman's press conference on Tuesday is both uh, DJ Giddens and Trayshawn Ward are dealing with some um, surgery and rehab right now, and are not full participants in spring ball. Uh, Trayshawn Ward should be going full contact by the end, uh, but DJ is not going to be contact until fall camp. Uh, but but it's interesting, you know, those those younger guys and those walk-ons are going to get a ton of reps uh, this spring. Uh, th- that'll be something that I'm really keying in on, especially in those non-con games. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Jeff. Um, let's go to Coley Dub, maybe. Cole? If we can't hear you, we're just going to banish you until next week. Uh, so this is your final shot. Am I here? Can you hear me? I ha- I have you. Thank goodness. Um, first off, Cats are going to get a three seed in Albany. That's my prediction. Um, as far as spring football goes, uh, I think I'm really looking forward to kind of seeing how the safety position, safety and defensive end position works out. I'm really not too concerned about the offense with the whole O-line coming back and the potential at wide receiver running back and obviously Will Howard. Um, <clears throat> so I, safety, I just have to say safety and defensive end is really where my eyes are going to be glued to. And, Scott, I just want to give you a shout-out because you said something on Twitter about, like, how like sorry this is random but just Chris Kleiman's press conference yesterday like how happy and just like in a good mood Chris Kleiman seemed like yesterday which is something I like immediately when I started watching I was like god he seems like just living life having a great time and it was just awesome to see because I thought I was like oh man like I wonder if anyone else noticed this and that's one of your tweets I saw where you were like yeah Chris Kleiman's just feeling a vibe right now with this yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just say team in the program. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I, I got to say this, and this is going to kind of end as the uh, kind of back end, uh, kind of the book or the the bookend uh, monologue for this live show because we're coming up on an hour. Uh, but I, I just kind of want to give a shout out uh, to Gene Taylor um, because because I I I know since the life of this show. So this show is coming up uh, next week is going to be the 50 year anniversary of the first ever episode of Bosco's boys. And Gene Taylor was a uh, guest, I believe on like episode 12 or something. And he's come on. uh, We've had Gene on, uh, I think five or six times over the life of the show. And I I think myself in this show has uh, unfairly, uh, been seen at times as a Gene Taylor mouthpiece, which has never been true. Um, and like some fanboys are just going over the top uh, being Gene Taylor fans just because he's come on the show. Now, uh, were we grateful that he brought us on the show or decide he would let us come 
to Veneer, get him on the show. And he's, he's always answered emails, uh, communication, come on the show whenever we ask him to. So that is true. But I think when we look at what is going on at some different schools um, and how different hires have been made around the same time, I think K-State fans really need to sit back and realize how great of an AD Gene Taylor has been. Not only has he uh, damn near completed the entire facility master's plan, uh, but when you look at what K-State graduate Kirby Hoka has done at Texas Tech, while seemingly making some hires that on the surface think, oh, this might be a good good hire, uh, controversy and scandal seems to follow it wherever he goes. Um, Gene Taylor has been able to build these facilities in a fiscally responsible way uh, with private donations and not donations from the state of Kansas. He's been able to identify coaches who were not on the fan wish list, were not even on some of these big name wish lists from journalists who have turned out to, at least at this moment, be home run hires. And he's empowering them to build staffs to take K-State football and basketball to levels that hopefully we have seen a time or two before, but will be more sustainable than the last few times that have happened. And K-State athletics, especially in these big two sports, and I think there's stuff to celebrate and get excited for outside of just the big two, Uh, but we are at a level where we could see unprecedented run where these two teams are performing at their highest level at the exact same time, proving something that at an athletic department the size of K-State that we can be Big 12 contenders, postseason contenders, for a long sustained period of time in both sports at once. I think it all stems from Gene Taylor, the donors who have cultivated relationships with the athletic department during this time. I just want to give a shout out to Gene, to Jerome Tang and to Chris Kleiman, uh, because folks, I I truly believe this. Uh, We're about to hopefully be entering a sustained period of a golden age of K-State sports. Uh, and I couldn't be more excited about it. That's all I have. I thank all the Boneheads for joining us tonight after our week off. Uh, We will wait to see what the NCAA tournament uh, bracket looks like before we announce when we're going live next week. It might be Tuesday. It might be Wednesday, depending on uh, travel. I'm going to try to go to those opening round games. Uh, So stay tuned on Twitter. And uh, probably the Monday episode of Bosco's Boys, I will let you guys know. So for the greatest podcast network in the in the world, 1012 Network with Sports Drink, shout out to Philip Slavin. I, I saw you uh, come in a little bit uh, towards the end of the show. Shout out to the 1012 Network. Be listening to all the great shows. Uh, for Chauncey Bosco, the best dog in the world. For the Boneheads, the best fans in the world. We love you guys and go Cavs. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight, hail alma mater from sea to sea, onward Fight, UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater
Podcast Network.